Let's chat to James Aldring, the CEO of uh, Perth Racing, here on this Monday morning. James, good morning. Thanks for your time. Yeah, good morning, Jake. Good morning, Wayne. Thanks for having me on. How do you reflect on the last few weeks? It's been great quality of racing. There's been some wonderful storylines with what we've seen on the track, but from a more broader perspective, from your position, have you seen the last month? Yeah, I mean, you've hit the nail on the head with the quality of racing. You know, if there were two things that I think are important in a carnival, that's number one. Um, you know, we, we claim to be the best racing in the world and the best racing in Australia for that, for that period of time in our carnival, and I don't think there's anyone that could question that, and that's really important to me. You know, if you if you make that claim and you've got to back it up and you have the best jockey in the world riding there, the likes of, uh, you know, that was James McDonald, and then you had Jamie Carr, Ben Mellon, Damien Oliver coming back to WA plus all the stars we've got here, you know, Willie Pike, Pat Carberry, um, and a lot of the apprentices covered themselves in glory. A big mention to Lukey Campbell, who only earned his Metro ticket in the, uh, the last week and then rode a treble with his first three rides on Saturday, which was incredible. But um, the other thing for me, though, um, is the atmosphere on course, and that's been there. And, you know, this is my first carnival at Perth Racing, and I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but the crowds are six or seven deep around the mountain yard for the big race, and they really engage with not just the punt but the but the sport itself and that to me is really really important and that gives me some very strong foundations to build on for the years to come all right the idea of the pinnacles it suddenly went from three weeks to a five-week carnival has that proven successful i do you know what i that that was a big challenge you know we weren't sure how that was going to work but had very nearly thirty thousand people through the gates across five days which obviously well it's nearly double what you'd have for the three days of the Masters. Mm. And you always worry when you bolt a couple of days on the front end and the back end, are they going to stand up? Are you going to get the crowds? But actually, they did. They performed really, really well. Um, the on-course wagering turnover has been sensational, um, and that's probably testament to the quality of racing that we've had. Um, and also, I think, you know, we've tried really hard to create that atmosphere on course. Um you know, racing is a great sport, but it, it should be fun. It's an event as well. It's a very long day. You know, there's not many other sports you go to where you're there from you know midday through till six o'clock so we have an opportunity uh, an opportunity and an obligation to entertain while while people are on course and i think we've tried very hard to do that this year and i hope people have enjoyed it the atmosphere certainly would have borne that out james i mean you've mentioned how successful it is and and the crowds and all that but to do that you've got to have well you've mentioned that the types of jockeys that have come across but the horses um are you sort of pretty happy with the interstate representation or or do you sit down and you assess you know what can we do better to attract more do we bring them over earlier i, I don't know have you what what well, how have you seen that part of it well I, i'd probably give us about a four out of five this year you know we we actually laid on a charter flight that flew from sydney to bring them across to perth and that took off uh the monday before the railway stakes now, there's some challenges with timings around that because you don't want to go too early because you'll lose the horses that are running in the last day of the Sydney Carnival. Mm. But there is a, obviously a challenge for a horse that might run on the Saturday, you know, have an easy day on Sunday and then gets on a plane on Monday and it's a, you know, five-hour flight over here. And then, although, you know, to be honest, it's, it was interesting chatting to the Godolphin guys. They actually lost, their horses lost less weight on the journey over here than they would do floating from Sydney to Melbourne. So... The journey's not that tough, and I think we need to you know, maybe not play that up too much. It's not that big a deal to go on a plane for five hours. It's, it's, you know, planes and floats these days really aren't that different. Um, but the other thing we do need to look at is, yeah, as you mentioned, timing. You know, in an absolutely ideal world, I'd love to fly two planes, but you know, the, there is a cost implication to that. And so 
we probably have to look at that. Um, but what's been really good for me is the way that the program of races has worked. You know, we really worked hard to set up a carnival to give people multiple opportunities at big prizes, particularly for, well, not just the interstate horses, but the domestic horses as well. You know, give them a pattern of races to follow through the carnival so that the punters and the patrons on course could see them twice. And um, Or if something went wrong, you know, they had a second bite at the cherry. And that was very much with what happened with one of the Godolphin stars with Valana. You know, he was just about favourite for the winter bottom. Minor niggle a couple of days before, had to miss it, but then was managed to run the gold rush instead. So from that perspective, we'll obviously have a look at it, um, but I think that part of it's worked really well. Um, one thing we've worked really hard on is the hospitality and the the way we've tried to make everybody feel welcome um, and also the state of the track. Uh, I'm very aware that Ascot had a reputation for being a pretty quick track, and you might have noticed that you know we were quite often reporting the track as a soft five on the Friday, knowing that with Perth weather and the breezes, we were going to tip into a good four come race day. And that was very important to me that we ran on, you know, we started racing at least on the soft end of a good four because when you're 25, 28 degrees and you've got strong easterlies or whatever it might be, it drives. And it's very important to me that the best horses in Australia are racing on the safest and fairest ground, which I think we've managed to achieve. James Aldrings with the CEO of Perth Racing after the uh, the Pinnacles Carnival came to an end at the weekend uh, with the uh, the Gold Rush uh, Day at Ascot. Uh, James, you, you mentioned you're new to this role with with Perth Racing. What attracted you to to Perth and most specifically to this this role? <laughs> well, the, the honest answer in terms of getting over here was I married an Albany girl, so I knew that when that happened, there was only one way we were going to go. But that was a while ago, and this has been a, a long term ambition for me. I, I been coming racing at um, Ascot for probably nearly 10 years now, um, every time I've been over visiting. And um, I just see a massive amount of potential here. Um, you know, the quality of the horses is very, very strong. The prize money is actually excellent, really, in the grand scheme of things. And with a $3.5 million investment into the carnival we just had, you know, it was a $10.5 million month of racing at Ascot, which stands up in, in any state, really. Um, and then there's obviously Belmont. Um, you know, that's probably, I would say, the, the worst house in the best street in Perth at the moment from a sporting precinct and entertainment precinct perspective. So there's a lot of opportunity there. So I've been very lucky in horse racing. It's taken me all over the world, but um, there are a few places I've been to that I think there's more opportunity than Perth. James, you mentioned prize money. Is there a chance that you reassess? And, you know, they're all $1.5 million races. If they, uh, do you look at trying to increase them i know it's easy to say but even the things uh, races like the guineas and ones around them is there chat on that uh, well i mean i always want a bit more always yeah. i mean you look at what we're trying to compete against over east and you know horses are running for three four five million um you know, we've just announced the four million dollar slot race in april the quokka so we're starting to try and take a seat at the the big boys table if you will and we're starting to have races that actually you can mention in the same breath as some of the features in victoria and new south wales and that's very important to me as well that you know we're not just seen as a west australian racing carnival we are an australian racing carnival and we become part of that fixture list that you cannot ignore so yes there are a few races that i would obviously love to see invested in although you know i also have to be realistic i mentioned the We've got $3.5 million this year. That's quite a big uplift. You know, we're sort of 30%, 40% prize money increase. So I'll go and I'll ask the questions. And I know that the racing team at the RAR Exec are obviously desperate to do more as well. Um, they should be very proud of what they created with the Pinnacles. But um, 
there's an element of realism and we have to make sure that it's not just fundable for one year, but that it's actually sustainable. Um, you know, nothing looks worse than making a prize money increase and then rescinding it. So we have to have a long-term look at things. But yes, absolutely, I would love to see the big races go up, but not just those big races, like you say, the shoulder races, like the Guineas, the Placid Arc. I mean, the Perth Cup's a good one to touch on as well. That's gone up for half a million this year. But that, you know, that was the biggest race in Perth for a very long time. And um, you'd love to see that return to something like former glory day. Yeah, well, that was, I was going to ask you about that. Where does it sit in the calendar, the Perth Cup? Because I suppose it's, can you keep some of these horses that have come here over for that, you know, Steinem and ones like that? Well, it, it looks like Ironclad, who ran second in the Northerly, uh, he's certainly nommed for it. Um, but he made the nomination not that long ago, actually after the first of the field had come out. But So that would be fantastic if you get you know, the runner-up in the uh, in the Northerly going for it. Um, Alaskan God, obviously, has probably been slightly disappointing this year so far, but mm. he's um, he's likely to target it, and he's a, a very, very good horse on his day. Um Interestingly, Steinem is actually staying on and running on Saturday, uh, is the plan at the moment, in the Ted Van Heems, the Group 2 at Ascot. So I dare say they'll take it one race at a time with her, but she ran exceptionally well in the Northerly. Um, you'd have to say you have a great chance on Saturday as well. So who knows? If she goes and wins the Group 2, maybe they think, well, it's only another two weeks, ten days to, to hold on before we go home. So um, you might see that. But that is something that I'd love to look at. I'd love to look at how do we keep some of these eastern states horses over here not just for the pinnacles but for the full extent of our spring summer carnival um and you know there's another nice horse who came over from uh tony calvin mcavoy uh cool who's already won you know not a feature race at the pinnacles but he's won while he's over here and he's targeting the first cup as well so there's very likely to be some interstate representation in the Perth cup um and i think that's an important part of, of building it back up to where it needs to be James, you've spoken glowingly about the carnival and about Perth racing. Where do you think the, the ceiling is, or how close do you think we are to the ceiling? How much room for improvement is there in in every aspect of, of WA racing to get it to, to an even greater level? <laughs> I, I, I'll always be quoted as saying I'm greedy and I always want more, and I'm always looking for ways to improve. So, uh, you know, we will sit down this week as a team um, and and go through everything that's happened for the last month and look at, what we would maybe like to do differently, what we can improve. Um, I'm a very big believer in the on-course experience and making it more than just just racing. You know, it has to be a social and uh, and a special event. So we'll look at how do we best make use of the big screen, the race day presenters, the non-racing entertainment. How do we activate the sponsors? Um, how do we start accessing maybe some of the high-end um, sort of social spenders who come and they go to things like telephone ball. How do I get them to the pinnacles? You know, how do I get access to those guys? Um, so we've made a very good start, and I'm very proud of my team and everything that's been achieved. Um, but it's a, it, it is just a start as far as I'm concerned. I think we do need to look at, um, I, I touched on it before, but this pinnacles has to become an Australian racing carnival, not a Western Australian racing carnival. And you know, we got, 18 horses coming over on the plane from the east this time round. There are 27 spaces on that plane, and I'd like to fill them in the next year or two. So um, they're really the challenges for me, is how do I get the genuine superstars to come from the east? And probably didn't get far off it. I mean, Godolphin sent four of their five top-rated horses, which is a pretty good 
pretty good indicator of how seriously they take the carnival and they sent the best jockey in the world to ride one. So, um, you know, we're, it was a good start, um, but the quality of racing and then the, the entertainment and experience on course are the things that you need to focus on to build a really special carnival. I reckon our audience will like the ambitiousness of what you've just mentioned and, and growing the carnival and growing WA Racing over the next few years. James, a pleasure to chat. Well done to you and the team on a great carnival and we look forward to the Perth Cup on New Year's Day. Thank you very much, guys. Look forward to it. James Aldring joining us this morning. He's the CEO of Perth Racing and...